so very good fortune we are listening to the vani of our guru varga so if these words touch us then immediately we are always with the guru varga with the guru vaishnavas because their words are shabda brahma and they are food for the soul and they are very favorable for the mind body words to cultivate this path of pure bhakti easily therefore we should always try to do shravan kirtan of guru varga's vani so probadhi hari asan this gross body and subtle body if they become unwell then will there be an obstacle for bhakti and if they are uh, healthy then will they help, help us will they help make the situation favorable for bhakti if the body becomes healthy then inevitably one is bound to enjoy the objects of his senses he will be very greedy to engage in sense enjoyment So if one is always very sick, then a sign of great mercy from Bhagavan. Then one will never be arrogant, never have ego. Because if Asda Vipra, he had worms all over his body. These worms were feeding on him. This pus was oozing out of his sores. And if any worms would fall on the ground, then immediately take these worms and put them back on his sores. He'd say, oh, if you fall out from the sores, then you'll die here. Continue feeding on my body. So no one would even touch him. And he will only be doing Harikittam. And Mahaprabhu saw him. Then he saw, see how detached he is from his body. Very effulgent personality. And seeing him, Mahaprabhu embraced him. He said, oh, don't touch me. No one ever touches me. You see, my body is rotting. Everyone, everyone hates me. And as soon as Mahaprabhu touched him, And he became very healthy, very beautiful. He became golden. Now he said, oh, now I'm beautiful. Now I'll have so many friends, relatives. And they'll come try enjoying my body. And my senses will also try engaging me in this boga. And this way, they'll make me enter in this line of boga. I'll not be able to control myself. In fact, by having this leprosy, Bhagavan had shown me great mercy. But you are so merciful, a Mahapurush like yourself. Now you have embraced me and now you made me so beautiful. Now should I look after this body or remember Sri Bhagavan? So should I feed this body? Because this body lasts for food, clothing, accommodation, boga. Before, no one would even care about me. They just uh, neglect me, hate me. But no son, people will approach me. They'll call me, oh, uncle, oh, brother, oh, my dear bandhu, oh, my dear husband. And they say, they're all trying to enjoy my body. So how can I protect myself? And Mahabharu, he said, the one who's not attached to his body, is not attached to his uh, body, mind, then what does it mean? It means he is attached to Prabhu. Then he will offer everything to Prabhu for his sarga, for his service. See, being healthy and unhealthy, this is just speculation. One thinks I am healthy and then he thinks I am unhealthy. You see, if one thinks I am very unhealthy, then how will he ever be healthy? Because in his heart he is fully convinced that I am unhealthy. Once a doctor came to one king, Many doctors came, but they couldn't make this king healthy. So many doctors tried. So then the king, he asked one doctor, can you make me healthy? Oh, he said, yes. I'll give you three packets of medicine. Eat these three packets, one single packet a day, and after three days you'll be healthy. Don't worry. The king became very happy. Then he said, I'll give you half my kingdom. Just make me healthy. I'm very sad. So don't worry, I'll make you healthy immediately in just three days. But on one condition, what is that condition? When you eat this medicine, 
don't think about the camel. If you remember a camel while taking this medicine, then you'll die immediately. Just don't remember the camel. Then no one can save you, even if you take the medicine. And you say, what is so special about this? Why should I remember the camel while I'm taking medicine? So when he opened the packet, take the medicine, then immediately start remembering the camel. Oh no, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. No, I remember the camel. No, he put the medicine away. No, the camel was not going away from his thoughts. No, he was only remembering the camel. He is only seeing the camel in all directions now. Then the next day again he opened the packet of medicine. Then again he remembered the camel. And he was very scared. What am I thinking about? And on the third day, he didn't even look at the medicine. And the medicine, the doctor asked him, have you eaten the medicine? He said, no. This camel immediately came into my mind. I couldn't eat this medicine. Then he said, this is your speculation. You're always thinking I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm sick. Therefore, you're, you're always sick. No, you'll never be healthy. If you think you're healthy, then you're healthy. What bimari do you have? What illness do you have? When you have a body, you're bound to suffer from heat, cold. And you're bound to experience day, night. You see, you cannot be immortal. You have to give up this body one day. So why are you so anxious about this body? So from today, just think you're healthy. Don't ever think you're unhealthy. Why are you, why are you imagining yourself to be unhealthy? Only your mind is unhealthy. The body is never unhealthy. The body, according to time, according to six seasons, sometimes when it's very cold, then it becomes very hot. Immediately after winter, there's summer. And this way, all the, uh, all the, um, this cold uh, that is entered inside one's body that is removed from the heat of the sun. Then the body becomes very light. If there's no summer, then the body will never be healthy. And then there's rainfall, then there's the monsoon season, and then the body becomes refreshed from this heat. So Bhagwan is automatically given such natural medicine for the uh, upkeep of the body. So therefore, if you, but also you should remember, if you become very healthy, don't become a servant of your mind and senses. A person is running, is jogging, is doing exercise, is trying to digest the food he has eaten, is trying to become very strong. But for which reason? What is the use of becoming strong? If one becomes very unhealthy, then what will happen? You see, then he becomes useless. Then when he's useless, no one will disturb him. Then he'll always remember Prabhu. Now he'll do Kirtan, he'll do Bhajan. No one will ever disturb him. Everyone will hate him and kick him away from him. Prabhupada is saying that in any condition, Krishna might place us in any condition and you must gladly accept the condition that he has placed you in. You can kill me, you can keep me alive, you can do anything you wish because I'm your eternal servant. You have every right to act as you wish. You may make me happy, sad, healthy, unhealthy. In any condition, I do not wish to be far away from your lotus feet. I know be far away from you by my body, mind, birds. So one wants to act favorably. Means if he wants to accept bhakti, then he'll never think about the well-being of his body or these external things. Because one person may say, oh Prabhu, make my body nice, well healthy, then I'll remember you. And Bhagavan says, alright, I'll make you healthy. And once he becomes healthy, he'll say, oh Prabhu, now give me some wealth. I just want to serve you with wealth. And once he becomes wealthy, and they say, oh, I'm wealthy, I'm healthy, but I have no one with me. See, when Brahma, when Bhagwan gave him darshan, Brahma was Bhagwan's son. He said, why am I alone? I see water everywhere. And I'm sitting on top of this lotus flower emanating from your navel. Now I'm all alone. Who are you? Where have you come from? 
then if you have your, if you are merciful to me then and give me some relatives give me a family give me someone then he said all right you you start this creation and as brahma thought within his mind he started creation as and when he thought about creation within his mind then creation took place it was initiated and then as soon as he created then you see so many living entities they wanted to attack brahma they said brahma will eat you now and then brahma starts shouting protect me protect me bro they are going to eat me these rakshasas they want to eat me their father and then prabhu he said all right now i'll create danas manas human beings and when he made all of creation then they all started running behind brahma if you don't give us something to eat then we'll eat you then brahma said all right they jeeva jeeva sabhojana one living entity will eat another living entity and they all started eating each other then there was nothing left in creation then i said prabhu i made everything but now everyone is eating each other what should i do and prabhu said all right i'll give them food then prabhu he gave us remnants through lakshmi but he said they eat food but they never do bhajan they never remember bhagwan prabhu has made all arrangements but he has no time for prabhu on he's ready to work 10 hours a day he can work overtime but does he have time for prabhu bhagwan does he even have half an hour time for prabhu he doesn't even have little time to meditate on bhagwan he has no time then what is the use of maintaining this body and then he lacked a kind of speculation now i'm independent oh i'm very qualified i'm not a coward why should i worry i don't fear anyone Why should I be grateful to anyone? Why has He given me this body in the first place? See, Bhagavan has given me all arrangements. But then you show you don't care for Prabhu then. Then you see the society, then you say no one will care about you also. If you don't care about Bhagavan, then everyone will leave you aside. Because you left Bhagavan, then everyone else will leave you also. Saying all right, during the day I remember Him like two, three times a day. It's not that I'm not remembering Him the whole day. This will not do. So this way, if in your body, if your body is healthy, then it will be favorable for bhakti. No. Instead of giving you paramartha, it will give you anartha. Therefore, don't, don't fall into this delusion of being healthy. You want to, well, you desire to enjoy, well, wanting bhoga, what will you do? You will associate with all the non-devotees and you will become entangled in their uh, prestige, adoration, fame. They will give you so many things and you will become entangled in that. But you don't care for Bhagawan who is giving you everything. If you, if you earn one lakh rupees, then the one lakh rupees you will only spend for your family and relatives. But for Prabhu, what have you given? You are saying, oh, everything I am doing, I am doing for you because you have given me this money. Prabhu saying, all right, I've given you this money, then give me everything. He's saying, no, this I cannot do. You see, this is my duty. Prabhu says, I'm not yours. Bhagavan, he told Brahma, I was before, I always was, I always, I always am, and I always will be. Past, present, future only I exist And you will also be always with me There is no one in this world who belongs to you Or is yours Only you are mine And I am yours Before I always was I always is Always am and I always will be But still people They think of this world as their own So even if the bhaktas Have to suffer from many calamities Then they remember Vignavin Ashram Narsingadev They pray to his Lord's feet. In Braj, Bhagavan, he took everyone and offered them at the feet of Giraj. He said, pray to Giraj. Once Bhagavan, he lifted Giraj for seven days, for seven nights, and he protected all the Vrajwasis. 
Not only that, if you read Gopal Shampu, Arnavindavan Shampu, you see, when Krishna was in Mathura, when Janasanda was coming, he attacked Mathura 17 times. Kaulyavan came. And he attacked. And Krishna, he would send his messengers, go tell the Rajwasis that no one should come out of their homes. The cows should not go out into the forest. They should all go take shelter of Giraj. And be safe there. And then, when I tell them, they can come out. Because if I go to Vraj, then Kalyavan, Jarasandha, they'll attack Vraj. Now I'm in Mathura, so they're attacking Mathura. So Vraj is always protected. But Vraj is also near, so these demons could do anything. So they all took shelter of Giraj. Take shelter of Giraj. Krishna himself is shown. Then everyone, by Krishna's uh, hints, when these messengers came, then they all went and entered inside Giraj. Then they saw there was no one in Braj. It was completely empty. All the homes, villages were empty. Why would Krishna do this? Meanwhile, what would he do? Like you see sometimes, every year, they refurbish the house. So that time, they repair all the houses. So when the Brajwasis are inside Giraj and Krishna, he orders the devatas, go and decorate Braj nicely, serve the Brajwasis. Go decorate their homes, decorate their courtyards, make Braj full of flowers, plants, trees, creepers, make everything ready for their happiness. And meanwhile, Jarasam came, and, and they all entered inside Giraj. And then, by then, demigods decorate Braj. And when they returned, the Rajwasi saw Braj had become so beautiful. They have so decorated with gardens. They're saying, they're saying, who has, who has, uh, watered these trees and plants? Who has given food for the cows? Who has, uh, grown all these trees? Who has, uh, harvested all these crops like wheat, rice, and other vegetables? They became very surprised. Really, this Braj is Annapurna. Means Braj is complete in itself. Or else how is this possible? And all the Rajasis, they would congratulate Nanda Baba. The Nanda, you would always say, Kanaya, Kanaya. We only believed in Kanaya. Just see Braj. Braj has made everything so green. When the entrance of Giraj's cave, we will say, Kanaya has lived Giraj for seven days. Kanaya is not here now. But they're seeing that Krishna is also within, with them, inside Giraj. Krishna is not far away from them. So is Braj. There's Prakat Braj and there's Aparakat Braj and the Dishiman. So this Dishiman is always seen. This Braj is always seen by the Nitya Parshads. And for the Sadhan Siddhas, there's a Prakat Braj. And this Prakat Braj is for are always absorbed in Nitya Seva. For them, there is always Nitya Prakat. For them, there is no Prakat and Drishman. There is only Prakat. Because they know that Guru is Nitya. Krishna himself has said in the Gita, the Atma is Nitya. So if, always, if the souls are eternal, then Guru is also eternal. Bhagavan is also eternal. Braj is also eternal. So, but we are not scared. We do not wish to serve Rajanam. Instead, we are hiding. And then for Prabhu, we will not even offer a flower or so many food, nothing. Then how are we having darshan of this Prakat Braj? How are we seeing this Dishman manifestation of Braj? So we are very unfortunate. And then we are, uh, they say we are going in a Prakat Braj. And there we sometimes listening to all these insults. When people criticizing each other. People's troubles, all these things listening. So although we are in Braj, we are not someone with Braj. Because there is no seva, there is no mamata, there is no snigdata, softness, there is no tenderness. We don't have even any trace of any good qualities. We don't even try to imbibe these qualities. And how are we possibly uh, residing in Prakat Braj? So therefore, we do not even see Braj as it really is. The Rajavasis are always with Krishna. You see, they are inside Giraj's caves. And on the highest ring, you show me. Who so you make bring some butter for Kanaya? Who will bring this butter? Ananda said, these messengers have just come. 
from Mathura. So give this butter to them, they'll take it to Krishna. Because they'll... See? All the cows, the coward boys, they don't know how to fight with Jarasan. So Krishna is not possibly... Krishna is probably not come here, just to protect us. But Krishna, he doesn't eat anything except what the Brajavasis have cooked. So go send him some butter, send him some clothes. So in this Prakat Braj, this, this Sevamaya Jeevan, this service tendency is manifesting eternally. And he is always in Braj, eternally absorbed in Nityasaya, for Nityakal, for eternity. And those who are in the Shaman Braj, who are they? They are doing Sadhan. Then when they have faith towards Nityasiddhas, the Samanda, then sometimes they have a momentary vision of this transcendental approach. Not, they do not have this vision always as purtis. And then as in they, as in when they advance, then they see the dham as it really is for longer phases of time. And for those in Aprakat Braj, those who have Sukriti, they are gradually given admission into this realm of Paramartha, where, but if they become slaves to insults, embarrassments, criticizing each other, then they are not really in Braj, they are in the world of Maya. Then they cannot probably, then they cannot enter this eternal Brajdham. Then where are they really present at? So Prabhupada said, even if one is unhealthy, pray to Rasingadev. Rasingadev is Vesarubhiknavanashak, the destructor, the destroyer of all obstacles. But Prahlad, he still never prayed to Rasingadev. Oh, protect me, Bhagavan. Why would he pray? says, I am Prabhu's and Prabhu's are he automatically will think about me. Why should I uh, appeal to him for his protection? He can keep me any condition he may place me. Happiness, distress. Why? Because he can make the impossible possible, possible, impossible. Kartuma Kartum Manyataishwara. I am his and I am always his. I only pray to him that I never become any others. I do not belong to any other person. I only belong exclusively to him. This is my only prayer. So Prabhupada is praying. One becomes very unhealthy. Then how will he do his mala mantra? So that time someone says, see your body is not alright. So we, uh, you need protein. So you eat meat. Then your body will become very strong. Then you can do bhajan. But one who eats meat, is he also healthy the whole time? Are the meat eaters healthy always? So if you listen to all these demons, then you also become a demon. You lose your humanity. Because one who eats such, uh, such bad food like meat, will he stay in this world forever? Will he remain a youth forever? So don't fall into such traps. There's no need for such. Don't be so naive. So don't be neglectful of Krishna Bhajan. You should resolve, you should make a promise, I'll have to chant these rounds, I'll have to chant Mala Mantra. Once Gwanda, he bought Prasad Haridas Thakur. Mahaprabhu, his Prasad will divide into four parts. One part for Haridas Thakur, one part for Govinda Prabhu, one part for for Sarubdhamadara and Raghunath Das Goswami. And one part for Mahaprabhu. You would just eat like a little. Govindaprabhu every day he'd bring. But today Haridas Thakur he said, I won't take any Mahaprasad. He just took Tulsi and he said nothing else. Because my body has become very unhealthy. He said, what is the problem? He said, I couldn't finish my rounds today. What is his feeding this body if I cannot finish my rounds? Mahaprabhu others immediately he came. He said, your body has become very old. So don't be so stubborn. You have already chanted so many rounds. If you cannot chant, then why are you forcing yourself? So you can reduce your nam sankhya, your rounds. Instead of three lakh, you can chant two lakh or one lakh. He said, no, this I can never compromise. If I cannot fulfill full, if I cannot complete all my rounds in my body, I will never cooperate with my body. I will not give it any food or water. I don't care for this body then. I have to finish my rounds. And he prayed to Mahaprabhu, just give me, bless me that I can leave this body. Because body will no longer help me now. 
different uh, realms. You see, for them, even if you go bathe in Ganga Sagar, even if you offer Pindadam, so many things still they are not liberated. Why? Because they are so attached to their bodies. They are attached to their homes, to their cats, dogs, to their relatives. And because of such illusion, because being so much attached, they are only revolving in that cycle again and again. You see, the soul is so thirsty, so hungry, but still he cannot eat or drink anything. But because this moha, he cannot be delivered as well. And then they offer his pindadam. They put fire inside the mouth and they break the skull of that person before they set the body on fire. But still, the soul is attached to the body in spite of his body being burned to ashes. But the bhaktas, they are not like them. The bhaktas, they are not thinking of, they say, whatever is Krishna's desire, then that is bound to happen. Why should I worry so much about maintaining this body? Krishna desires, then he can keep this body healthy. If he desires, then he can make me leave this body. My only concern should be, how how can I remember Bhagavan? So in the devotees think, this body is useless, and how can I remember Bhagavan? So then should one commit suicide? One should not commit suicide, it's very sinful. See, Bhagavan has given you this body. Out of his love, he has given this human form of life, which is rarely attained. And this body gives the opportunity to attain the highest welfare. Therefore, as long as the body has not fallen down and collapsed, you must strive to attain the topmost welfare. And for this reason, the Bhagavan has given you the human form of life. Therefore, every moment, you should strive for the Shari Smaran. Don't forget Shari. Don't forget him even for a moment. Or else, if you forget him, then so many calamities will arise. As soon as you forget Shihari, then immediately you'll, you'll become very unfortunate. You'll suffer from depression, from so many problems. But if you are with Prabhu, then why will you suffer? Because Prabhu's Anandamai is full of bliss. So then if you're with that person, it is full of bliss, then why will you ever be sad? It means you're not remembering him. If you're not remembering him, how can you be happy? Sometimes Gurudev would speak to some brahmacharis in Matra. Why is your face so black today? Today you're very sad. You're not looking anyone in their eyes. Your head is always down, lower down. Don't you finish your rounds? Have you chanted your Mala Mantra? Have you honored Mahabhasad or not? Have you offered pranams to the Vaishnavas or not? Why are you so sad and depressed? If you're always with this Anandamaya Brahma, Bhagavan, this Sachidanandamaya Bhagavan, then how can a person possibly be sad when he is with the very embodiment of concentrated happiness? So surely you are not chanting Harinam. You are not completing your rounds. So come sit next to me and finish your rounds. He will call the manager, Kunjibari Prabhu, saying, Kunjibari, you take all these boys and you chant Harinam with them. Make sure they finish their rounds. Kunjibari Prabhu, he pull all the boys and make them sit in one place. And he tell them, all of you should chant Harinam. You don't chant Harinam, then I will not eat even the water that you offer. And you will not do any seva also. Because if you are always sad, then if you make anything you touch, will also become very false smelling. So go away from here. All of you chant Harinam. Or else in the evening, Gurudev would come at 8 o'clock in the night and before Gaurati, He'd sit there for Maha Mantra. And for two, three hours, Gurudev would make all the brahmacharis sit and do kirtan. He would dance and he'd also make everyone else dance while uh, chanting the Maha Mantra. So the Guru Vaishnava is very causelessly merciful. So how can we be requited of this debt that we owe to them? Therefore, Gurudev is Namachari, he's Namkirtankari. They say, what is Gurudev's parichai? Guru's identification. He is always chanting Harinam. If he doesn't chant Harinam, then don't think of him as being Guru. Leave him then. Means he's engaging in sense gratification. He may look very nice, very strong. He may be very scholarly. But anyway, but if he doesn't chant Harinam, he doesn't remember Bhagwan's names, then never think of him as Guru. Because if you serve such a person, who is always engaging in sense enjoyment, then you'll also become a sense enjoyer, like him. So fold your hands and offer your dandavat to him from far. And just tell him, hurry bowl, hurry bowl. Give him whatever money he wants and leave him there. Here, take this money, offer your dandavats and give him whatever respect he wants 
Then you collect two, three persons who are always taunting you, finding faults with you, and keep them near you. Because day and night they'll only keep talking about you. And they'll keep criticizing you for everything that you do. And if you keep such nindukhs, then you'll always be able to remember Bhagawan. But if, if there's someone always praising you, then this is very unfortunate. So don't think of the Apaktas to be like Bhaktas. And you see, there'll be some imposters who wear big, big malas. They have earrings. And they have uh, bangles. And they put pulsi everywhere, all over their body. And they put tilaks all over their face. And then they put tilak every all over their bodies. And they, and nowadays, they put these tattoos. They put tattoos all over their body. They say Narayan Sham. Ram Nam Sitaram Om Karna They have these tattoos all over their body Namo Narayan And they have tattoos all over their body Because he's saying My body is also Bhagwan's devotee So no need to do such things You see if you put a peacock feather on a cow Will a cow become a peacock? If you put peacock feathers all over the cow Will the, and will you say, when if you say the cow, if you tell to the cow, oh cow now you become a peacock, will the cow become a peacock? <clears throat> if you decorate the cow in a very nice way, okay I'll give you some nice wings and become Garuda. Vishwamitra, he had one disciple called Trishanku. Trishanku told him, give me Diksha. And said, alright, you're my disciple now. Then he said, Gurudev, show me some miracles. Show me something. Then he said, what do you want to see? He says, and this body itself will have to send me to heaven. He said, what is so special about that? And Sadhguru, I'll send you to heaven in your self-same body. Then he started sending some mantras, he started sending Trishanku there to Sarga. Then the Sarga says, they were thinking, where did this person come, this uh, sewage plant, this uh, toilet factory, where did he come from? And they pushed him down again. And then as he was falling to earth, he was falling upside down. When he was upside down, he was saying, Gurudev, save me, save me. Now what can I do? Then Vishwamitra said, Tishta, Tishta. Now he was upside down. And he was upside down, he was like hanging. Now he was neither in earth, nor in heaven. So don't fall for such uh, miracles. Sadhguru, he... You see, Sadhguru, he never uh, gives like money to certain people. Saying, go and glorify me. If you are afraid towards Guru... Then he, Guru will inspire one person who is very inquisitive, sincere. And he'll realize everything in his own heart. He'll give him the tendency to do bhajan, he'll empower him. There's no need for him to give any instructions as well. He'll do all arrangements, make all arrangements for him. See, he is a recipient of Bhagavan's mercy, so he can also transmit Bhagavan's mercy to anyone he chooses. His, his bestowal of mercy is not just a pretense, it's a reality. So, say, Guru Padma, he gives his mercy according to your degree of your surrender. As much as you surrender, he'll give his mercy. But if you only falsely pretend, if you're only pretending that you're surrendering but you're not really, then you'll also be cheated. Then you'll also get a guru who's an imposter. One person saying, I've done all good things in my life. So why am I suffering? But you've done so many bad things that you're only suffering a little. You'll have to suffer even more than this. Then what bad things have you done? You see, you have not, uh, you've left the Supreme Father, Ishwar, and you become a slave of this world. You belong to Him. But you, you claim you belong to this world. And how is this proper? Bhagavan is giving you everything. But you are, you are never grateful to him. You are grateful to others. But who will stay with you until the time of your death? 
If you are with Bhagwan, the entire world is on your side, ready to serve you. Then Gurudev, you tell me, you are performing Patrishti Yagya. Then why are you asking me this question? Why? Because how many, how are so many people joining the temple? Because you, all these boys are coming. So Gurudev would say, remember, they don't think that these boys are coming to you. These brahmacharis are all coming to me actually. Whoever comes to you should send them to me. Don't think that they are only coming to you. So if you are serving Bhagawan, then the entire world will come. But you must know that this world is being drawn by Him. Being attracted to Him, not to us. So don't have this conception that I am very qualified, therefore the entire world is being drawn to me. Drawn. They are all respecting me. But really, as long as you are with Bhagawan, then the world will respect you. As long And then when you separate from Him, then the world will not even care for you. They will kick you away then. They'll all fly away. So, to think of the non-devotees, to be a devotee, to be devotees. Like we say, once one uh, fox, this fox would steal many food, many different kinds of food and eat it. So once they dug a hole, some people, and then on top they covered it with some grass, some dry leaves, and underneath, they put water inside the pit, inside the hole. They put some colored water inside. So then this fox, every day it would come. So then as it tried walking over this pit, this hole, it fell inside. Then the fox, it anyhow stayed afloat in that pot. And now they, the fox world became blue. And then, uh, and then they caught the fox. Every day it comes and eats everything away. A great nuisance, this fox. It eats dogs, it does many bad things. So we'll cut its tail and, and leave it. So they didn't kill the fox, they cut its tail. And now the fox had become blue. So no one had seen a blue fox before. And the, and the fox didn't have a tail also. Because all foxes they have tails, but this one didn't have a tail. Then the other animals asked him, who are you? He said, I'm the king of the forest. See my color. I don't have a tail. And see how blue I am. Then all the other animals said, then what he's saying is true. He must be the king. Before the lion was the king. Now he is the new king now. Then the lion said, and the fox told the lion, I am the king. Then one day what happened? All the other foxes during evening, they all started howling. They all started doing namaz. They started saying, Uwa, Uwa, Allah, Akbar. Then they all start doing Allahu Allahu Akbar. Then even the other fox started howling like the other foxes. Allahu Allahu. Then they found out it was a fox. So all the other foxes were doing namaz. So this fox will start doing namaz. And they say, saying, Oh Allahu Akbar. They say, all of them started doing this. Then all the other foxes attacked it, saying you're an imposter. So if you're an imposter, claiming to be a devotee, then you must know, one day the truth will be out. How long can you cheat the people? Person, he comes to the temple. Still he wants to enjoy so much. But still he shaved his head. He wears saffron. And then he has a, he has a danda. Then he, he performs many miracles. Then he becomes a paramamsa. But then, as soon as, you see, a very beautiful woman comes. Then, anyhow, he takes her to the side. And then he starts feeding her very nicely. And then he makes a relationship with her. Why? Because still you want to enjoy. But even though you have come to the temple, still can you cover this tendency to enjoy? Take shelter, Sri Guru, take shelter, Sri Hari. Become a Hari Bhakta. If you are Maya's Das, then how are you Hari Bhakta? And wherever you go, you will only be a slave of Maya. And how can you be corrected? So don't be an artificial devotee. Don't be like that fox. How long can you cheat? How long can you cover yourself? The truth will be out inevitably. See, a tree is known by its fruits. Similarly, a man is known by his actions. If you ask a sadhu what is your name, he'll say, My name is Thousandite Brahmalin Astrotar Sata. He'll say, I'm not just 108, I'm 1008. And I'm Shastri, I'm Panchetirtha, I'm Nyayatirtha, I'm Kavyatirtha. He has so many titles. Omkarishwar, he has a big line of titles. Mahamandaleshwar, he has so many titles. But how long can you hide the truth? How can you hide who you are? 
Oh, you truly are. And after two days, this Babaji, where is he gone? Then they say, oh, Babaji, he has left everything now. Now he is ran away with one lady. So, say, hypocrisy is not the sign of Krishna Seva. If you are a Bhagavad Sevak, then you are always, uh, you have always offered yourself at the Rosh Hashim Bhagavan. 24 hours you should pace yourself like Chandan and engage your entire time in his seva. Engage the Sarismaran. Otherwise his body is useless. Otherwise his body will show its own true colors. You have no guarantee how this body lacked. Don't listen to the body. Otherwise the body lead your life. Life of life, you'll be lost then. Someone who engages in Bhagavad Seva, he is really strong. This is his, his tapasya is his strength. Or else everyone are weak. So Prabhupada says, you must be, you must have this fixed faith. You must have that fixed faith. I am Prabhu's, I am his das, I am his nitidas, I am his forever and ever. I will only engage in this Maran Kirtan and Seva. Without him, I will not be a slave of anyone else. This Krishna Seva is the greatest wealth, this Bhagavad Seva. And Bhagavan Seva, he is most fortunate. There is no greater person than him. You see, the pride. one is very proud of his Vidya, education, wealth, beauty, but how long will this pride last? But you see the Bhakta Seva, Bhakta, he is entering a seva for eternity. He is never attracted by any other uh, allurements, attractions of Maya. Even if thousand people come and tell him, we'll worship you, we'll praise you, we'll eulogize you, and we'll uh, take you, and uh, we'll glorify you all around the world, he will now listen. He will not waste even one moment. He will never be diverted from his seva for even one moment. This is his eternal identity. So don't be indifferent to Bhagavan's seva. If you become indifferent, neglectful, then immediately there will be so many problems. If you are not cautious, then immediately. So don't become uh, indifferent to your naam, mantra, seva, lotus feet of Guru Vaishnavas. Don't think of leaving them. If you think, as soon as this independence comes, then you have fallen away from this path of Paramartha. So always remember them. Always follow. Be in their Anugatya. Follow their orders. Should be always attentive in this regard. Then your life is successful. As in tomorrow. Anandi. Oh, <laughs> Lord,